1: Hi. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Kathy and Tobin. My name is Eileen.
2: Hey, y'all. My name is Justin. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota.
3: My name's Marie. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. Hey, y'all. This is Teresa in Portland, Oregon. My name is Pia, and I'm from Perth, West Australia.
4: My name is Gail. I'm French, but I live in Germany.
3: And something interesting about me is that three of my siblings are also queer. Still working on
1: coming out and all that, looking for a gaggle. While Portland is full of queers, I'm pretty sure I'm the only queer Muslim in the whole state. And I'm going to try to
3: use this gaggle project to meet someone to go to London Pride with this year. It's 2018. I need to find my people.
5: From WNYC Studios, this is
1: Nancy.
3: With your hosts, Tobin Lowe and Kathy too.
5: Tobin. Kathy. It has been six weeks since we launched our How to Get a Gaggle project, where we gave our listeners weekly challenges to help them make new friends. And the reaction to it has completely blown our minds. Agree? Yes.
2: Mind blown. Over 3,000 people signed up. Kathy, what were the challenges we gave them?
5: Week one, reach out to someone. Mm -hmm. Week two, go on a friend date. Uh Week three, go to a queer event. Getting scarier. Uh Week four, host a brunch.
2: Now, if you've already got your group of friends, this might seem almost too easy. But when you're starting out from scratch, you've got to take baby steps. And let me tell you, baby steps were taken all over the U.S. and all over the world.
5: Yeah, like Australia, China, the UK. Also
2: on the Facebook group, which has over 1,200 people.
5: That Facebook group is so pure. It is so genuine. Everyone is so supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. People are already starting their own subgroups. It makes me emotional thinking about it. And you know, I'm not an emotional person.
2: You're not naturally an emotional person. Mm-hmm. I can get you there if I tell you about a dog that's sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, we're so touched that there's been such a positive response to the project. Especially because making adult friends is hard. I mean, I have trouble with it, too.
5: So today, we're going to check in with some of you to see how it's been going, what worked, what didn't, and to see if you have advice for the folks who are maybe still having a hard
3: time and need a push. When I heard the episode, I was like, yes, 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 yes. This is just what I need. This is Pia.
2: She lives in Australia, and she considers herself pretty outgoing, you know, good at making plans. And last year, she went to a queer event and something magical happened.
3: I was having a great time, I'd met some really cool people and my car got locked in the car park. So it was at that stage that two people in particular that I'd met, Thomas and Kate, were like, this is a sign, let's have dinner and kick on. So we did kick on, we ended up at this club and I did not get home until the wee hours in the morning And, you know, like if we were on a TV show, this would have been our pilot episode where we became the best of friends and then we would have had like 12 seasons. I organized for us to all go to brunch and it was terrible. It was really, really bad, very awkward. And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) Um, maybe the only thing that we have in common is that we like to date people of the same gender or yeah I I don't know it just it just didn't work and so I was like okay cool well I guess I will give this a miss and that's when the episode came along I reached out to them again and I was like oh let's hang and we decided to go down to the river to have a picnic and again what I thought would have been like a two-hour picnic ended up being four and a half hours we are definitely on our way to becoming a cool little group of friends and the tv show that should have been three or four years ago is finally taking off it's like we had our pilot episode and norm picked us up and someone now has picked us up and off we go
5: So Tobin, what is the lesson here?
2: The lesson here is to not think of friendship in terms of TV, because if you go back and watch the show Friends, they're actually shitty friends to each other. They're not great.
5: No. I think the lesson here (laughs) is that if at first you don't succeed, you keep trying.
2: That works too. I guess.
6: My name's Corey. I'm a longtime listener, and I live in a small town in southern Louisiana called Lafayette, Louisiana.
5: Corey has been out for about a decade. He's married, and he lives in a place where there aren't a lot of out people. And on top of that, people are always moving away. So finding and keeping a gaggle is really challenging.
6: The problem has always seemed that as soon as I find a gaggle, people move away, you know. And so every time I felt like I would establish just one good group of friends... It was like a fleeting concept where I couldn't get a solid circle of people together. Um, And I always felt like I was constantly trying to rebuild that group.
5: At one point, he and his husband even considered moving to a different city because they thought maybe it was just impossible to make lasting friends where they were.
6: Um, And then something really random happened um, to me. I ran into an acquaintance of mine. Uh, He was with his fiance at the time. And they invited us to come hang out with them and their group of friends and watch RuPaul's Drag Race, which seems to be kind of the gateway uh, to a lot of friendships with gay friends in, in this day and age. I was apprehensive to do it. I felt really uncomfortable and decided to go against my instinct of playing it safe and said, sure, we'll go. And so we went and ended up having a great time.
2: Oh, my God. Drag Race, such a unifying force, bringing people together. I don't get it, Tobin. I just don't. You I don't shut get... your mouth, Kathy. <laughs> OK. You keep Drag Race out of your mouth. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, anyway, now they hang out all the time. They even travel together.
2: Oh, my heart. That is lovely.
5: And Corey discovered something that resonated with me. He realized that one day, this group of friends still might move away. And that's okay.
6: You know, attaining the perfect group is not realistic. But if you put yourself out there and get out of your comfort zone and get out of your own way, um, new experiences and people are actually going to find you.
5: One of the things we heard on our Friends of Nancy Facebook group was, I really want to meet other people, but I don't want to have to go to a bar. Which I totally relate to, as you know, Tobin, because I can't drink. And a bar scene really brings out all of my anxieties. So people have suggested going to volunteer groups, game nights, inclusive gyms, hiking meetups. Oh my
2: god, I had no idea all this stuff existed. So there's
5: so many things out there. (laughs) And it's all just a good reminder that friendship happens out in the world. It's in the activities you do together, the text messages, the way you share your life with other people. Yeah, agree. And we heard from this one listener who said it was really important to her to find a queer gaggle outside of the bar scene. Because she's not just looking for a
1: gaggle for herself. My name's Elizabeth Richardson, and I'm from Montgomery, Alabama.
5: Elizabeth and her wife are also looking for a gaggle for their family, a group that would welcome their son.
1: Yes, he's eight years old. His name's Lee. He's interested in baseball and Marvel movies, and he, he's my whole world. What sort of friends do you think you're looking for? Um, it would be really nice to find family-oriented queer people in the community that, you know, we could have over and have our kids play and, you know, kind of acclimate lead to other families like ours. There's been some instances in school where I know that he's gotten picked on a little bit. And for him to have other kids to be able to share those things with would definitely help him get past those types of situations. You know, having somebody there to relate to. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of straight friends that are very supportive of my wife and I and our family. But at the same time... uh, it would just be really nice to be able to have people to talk to that can relate to things that we go through, like going to do something as simple as grocery shopping with our family and mm-hmm. somebody two hours from us in Walmart starts chuckling and calling us dykes in front of our 8-year-old. I mean, things like that, yeah. you know. Baseball season's five days a week it's like having a second full-time job five days a week yes it's outrageous kathy wait but your son is eight years old yeah he's eight years old and he made straight a's this kid he knows what he's doing he was struggling that would have been the end of that (laughs) real quick his schoolwork goes first Actually, last night we were at the uh, last ball game and I'd put something on Facebook about um, how, you know, we're involved in East Montgomery's uh, baseball. And somebody had posted and said, hey, we're in the age group uh, ahead of y'all. She actually uh, saw me last night and been creeping looking for me. and really? uh, Yeah, we exchanged phone numbers and uh, we're supposed to set something up. So going to baseball five days a week actually helped you make friends. I just haven't, uh, you know, followed through with it yet because it was just yesterday.
5: Well, when you do finally meet up, your first pizza is on me. Awesome.
2: So I think one of the hardest parts for me in making new friends is... I am okay at the first conversation or maybe the first hangout. Mm -hmm. I can sort of get my way through that. It's always hangout two, three, or four where I get weird and in my head about it. Okay, okay. And so I have to push past that and be like, no, I want to be friends with this person. I'm going to organize more
5: hangouts. Right. Uh, My problem is the initial contact. Mm. Um, I did that a few times during our project, and it was really hard, and it never got easier. (laughs) So I can imagine if you're not like frequently on social media or maybe you just don't use social media at all, it could be even more challenging.
2: Yeah. Well, oh, and I think for some folks, it goes beyond even just conquering social anxiety or finding a queer meetup. There are other barriers that can also make it hard.
1: I haven't
5: done very well so far, but I'm going to keep trying.
2: This is a listener who wrote to us but asked us to keep her identity private. So our producer Alice is reading her note.
5: Part of the problem is just everyday living with chronic illness stuff. I have good days and bad days, and it's hard to make plans when you can't be sure what your pain or energy levels are going to be. So I've had to take the challenges more slowly than managing one a week. Another thing that we heard is that the line between friendship and romance can be complicated.
6: Last year for Pride was like right after I came out and I went out and like, tried to like, like and got people's numbers trying to like hang out with them and stuff like that.
5: This is Samuel. He's from Brooklyn and he identifies as bi
6: end up, you out know, with a couple guys, and almost all of them eventually tried to have sex with me or like made a path, you know, or I could just suck you off just like friends or something like that and we could go we could watch a movie. And it was just that feeling of like there's being no borders in a friendship like that. That's a weird space to navigate.
5: And then there's the question of what kind of friendship you want to make. Like, do you want a new best friend or someone who shares a particular interest? Maybe you're looking for someone who can help guide you.
2: So uh, my name is Ricardo Rafael Corona Moreno. I live in Emeryville, California.
5: Ricardo has queer friends who he socializes with. And he has mentors who help him with career stuff. He works in tech. But what he's looking for is someone who is a mix of both.
2: Uh, Yesterday, I was having a tea chat with one of my mentors who happens to be a lesbian has a partner. And it was just really clear to me that the engagement is so much more fulfilling when you're open about who you are. Yeah. And you draw that connection between your personal narrative, your professional narrative, right? They don't have to be separate.
5: Well, what are, you, what are you looking for in a mentor?
2: What I want to learn the most is what landmines to avoid. Like, what can I do to grow quickly without having to suffer and experience pain? Because um, that's, that's what I experienced a lot when I was younger. And I think if I had a, a role model, a mentor, even parents that I could talk to about my sexuality or how I thought about life, I would have been a little bit less isolated. I would have more community. And that's, that's just good for humans in general. Coming up, we check in on our first Nancy for Intervention, the person who started all of this. Yes. We're going to reunite with Joe to see how he's doing since his first gay brunch.
1: This is Sophie. And Laura. And Terry.
3: Playing categories
1: In Northampton, Massachusetts, AKA Lesbianville.
3: Nancy will be back in a minute.
5: And we're back. Tobin, while I was doing week three of the Gaggle Challenge, which is going out to queer events, I went to something in New York called Queer Soup Night. Oh, I love Queer Soup Night. I've always wanted to go. Queers and soup. Like, what else do you need? It's two things you love, it's uh, all the things I love. So I went, and it was amazing, and I discovered, of course, there's a whole gaggle of queer friends who power this thing. And I've been calling them the expert gaggle, and I say expert because they've been keeping this gaggle thing going for years through life changes, through relationships and conflicts, and they're still going strong. So I was like, you gotta teach me your ways. So on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m., we gathered for a bagel brunch at an apartment in Brooklyn.
4: Jen, Amy, Dez, Ellie, Zoe,
5: Liz, Kathleen. We all sat around in the living room, and adorable, super energetic dog named Cash was running around. People were talking to each other and over each other, and it felt like a happy family gathering. This is so informational. Um, I, I have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
1: feel like no, but energy.
5: actually, I... I I don't think that, I I made a list of people that I think I might just invite out to do a thing together. Yeah. But um, I haven't done that yet. Kathy, you're like coaching all these people. We could coach you. Oh, please do. Please do. (laughs) Please. When
4: I first met this whole crew, I was like, I might be in love with everyone. You know what I mean? (laughs) And that can get confusing. And like, also like, people have dated in the, and you know, it's like, it's like all, it it changes in that way too. And then like, sometimes like girlfriends come into the crew and then leave. So there's Mm -hmm. like a lot of maneuvering (laughs) of that. Same, like made out with Jill, had a date that was weird. And then she was like, I have these cool friends though, that I think that you would really like. Mm -hmm. And I just showed up, you know, and And I I just kept showing up. (laughs) I think think you have to like do stuff together besides like going out to bars and stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. you really have to like, Show up. Like, you have to show up and, like, carve out the mm-hmm. time to do other stuff. I think it's important to see each other in, like, all these different contexts, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Like, beach days or museum days. Like, find your common interests and then, like, go do that stuff also together. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, go out. I feel like those are those one-dimensional friendships.
5: Yeah, you have to walk yeah. through a fire together. Oh, yeah.
4: that's which,
1: which is going to the beach. <laughs> like, if you're still friends
4: after you're dehydrated and covered in sand yeah. and you've seen all of your exes <laughs> then you're gonna no. be fine uh, yeah. then it's all good
0: i i think that if you were like saying oh i want to meet my group of friends 50 percent of the time you just need to show up to where someone invites you and 50 percent of the time you need to invite someone to show up yeah totally. and then somewhere between those two things happening you yeah, start to form a start. group yeah and, and that's what happens and
1: yeah. that's
5: it that's the whole process you know yeah,
1: totally i i would i'm the newest Ooh,
5: part of the game. Here we go, here we go. And you brought the bagels. And I brought the bagels.
4: Oh. Because I know, I know my place. Um, (laughs) But I would say for me, when I first met Amy and realized that she was part of this really solid and supportive group, I kind of assumed that like, that circle doesn't want to expand anymore. Like, they're so set and it's so hard already to maintain a bunch of friendships, a bunch of like best friendships Mm -hmm. that... There's no way they would, like, take the time to get to know someone else. Um, So a piece of advice that I try to remember is that, like, if you're a queer person and you enter a new space and a new friend group, like, you can bet on the fact that that group wants to keep expanding and growing. I moved to New York when I was 19. Now I'm 34. And I didn't start meeting the people in this room until I was 26. So I, like, had all these iterations of friend Mm -hmm. groups from 19 to 26. Took me, like, seven years. And that's, like, when it started, when I met Liz. And, like, everything kind of, like, blossomed from there. But yeah, it took a minute. That element of like support and stuff though. Yeah. Like we think yeah. about that stuff. When we like make food we're like, we have to make sure there's Jen friendly and Amy friendly food. Totally. You know, and yeah. like, you guys are yeah. so good And about like that. I'm having my top surgery in like a week and a half yeah. and everyone's like, We out here, we're coming. You yeah know what yeah. What I mean like, yeah. we like there's gonna be a phone also... chain by the way. Yeah. So Amanda will oh, text, Liz. text Liz who will text me. all of you okay. that I'm like out of surgery. Good. Okay, good. I'll
0: put you on the group text. Actually that was the thing. We were like, should we
1: put I was like, Jen, can I put Kathy on the group text Oh my god,
5: what was the discussion process like? Well, I was just
1: like, how far back can you go? Because like <laughs> our conversations were just bananas. Would be
5: honored to be on the
3: text next Yay! Yay!
2: So Kathy, have you joined that gaggle? Are you a part of them?
5: Aspirationally, they are my gaggle. Okay. I am slowly making my way in. I have sent a few texts. We will see. Oh, good luck. I wish you luck. Thank you. <laughs> so friendship takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes guts, like to put yourself out there. Uh yes. It takes effort. It's an ongoing commitment. Agreed. Which is why I'm so curious about our good friend Joe. Oh, Joe. When we first met Joe, he was having trouble making friends. And Tobin staged a friend intervention.
2: We worked on how to walk up to someone at a bar and make small talk. We set him up with a coach named Fran Torado who hosts the great podcast Food for Thought. And then we had this lovely brunch with a bunch of new friends he'd assembled.
5: So, how is Joe doing?
2: Well, I brought him into the studio for a little update. So, Joe. Yeah, Hi. (laughs) <laughs> it's been about a month uh, since the episode came out, since we've done this whole gaggle project with yes, you. Yes. I'm so curious. How's it going? Like, how's the gaggle going? Is, is there still a gaggle? There is it? a
0: gaggle. It is a thing. We exist. I, we exist. <laughs> we're a thing. Not just in my head, like physically, emotionally. So like, like, it's a real thing. So,
2: like, you've hung out again? And yeah,
0: stuff? we have. Um, we're actually hanging out again on Friday. We're having, like, a little get-together at an apartment, probably going out and just, like, being gays and just frolicking. Oh, I love that. That's what you do, right? Yeah, You just frolic. You frolic, frolic on Fridays. Yeah, and
2: you attack pedestrians.
0: <laughs> the straighties. Yeah.
2: No, that's so wonderful.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. Pretty frequently now we snap all the time and chat and just randomly FaceTime. And I always feel like when I want to communicate with somebody, I'm, like, intrusive, which is, like, all the time. But now this relationship with end I've just been more relaxed about just, like, randomly FaceTiming because most likely, as with, like, all of us, we're just laying in bed just, like, scrolling our phones. <laughs> so, like, why not FaceTime? And it's just – it's slowly becoming this more familiar feeling because I'm becoming so accustomed to them and seeing more them more often.
2: Amazing. Amazing. You did so good. Did I? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised in myself that I did as well as I did.
2: When I first met you, Mm -hmm. we talked a lot about this expectation that you had for what gay life would be like Mm -hmm. as an adult man Mm -hmm. from shows like Will and Grace, from shows Mm -hmm. like Queer as Folk. Yeah. Do you feel like that expectation changed for you at all working on this project?
0: Absolutely, because what we see on TV or movies are actual just highlights. If we actually got to see Will Truman's like day to day in his office, like it's very much... Like, the rest of us. Like, he's just sending emails and making phone calls, and none of that is interesting. Yeah. And, like, we all want to be, like, Jennifer Garner in 13 Going on 30. <laughs> but, like, that just doesn't happen. It's my dream, by the way.
2: <laughs> Such a specific reference.
0: Oh, my gosh. I just want to be her. She, like, lives this, in this beautiful apartment, and she lives this life, and she's just, like, oh, optimistic and positive. And that's the first movie I was like, oh, I like men, too. Like, Mark, Mark Ruffalo is everything in that movie Mm -hmm. Um, there's a saying I forgot it's probably on some Tumblr post or Reddit post I saw that's like social media is just like the highlight reel of your life and I think just being at peace with being mundane is fine and just like making the efforts to like see your friends is the highlight
2: reel that we all want to see Mm. I guess does that make sense? yeah that is the correct voice for quoting a Tumblr uh, quote by the way (laughs) yeah okay like Like, Like, that's the correct voice to go for (laughs) So you talked about the expectations of life. Do you think your expectations of friendship changed working on this project? Yes.
0: Especially um, on my way here, I was thinking back to when I spoke with Fran, who I still talk to. um, Yeah? Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. He's great. Oh, he's awesome. And making a conscious effort to see and call and just, like, communicate with your friends is an effort. It's, like, a conscious effort because... You get caught up in day-to-day things and you just kind of forget. But to, like, actually plan something out like this party to just, like, get together, I think that's great.
2: Do you feel like you've changed personally?
0: Yes and no. I've put friendship and, like, the need to communicate and just be with people on a little bit of a higher pedestal. As far as confidence, like, no. (laughs) I'm still very, yeah, just not confident. (laughs) Not super confident, um... And I I heavily rely on the self-deprecation, but it is getting a little better speaking with my friends because they do keep me in check about, like, my self-esteem and my confidence.
2: I think there was a way in which you talked about confidence when we first talked, Mm -hmm. which was, oh, I have to fix this about myself in order to get friends. And I wonder now seeing that you have this group that Mm -hmm. is sort of, like, accepting you as you are, Mm -hmm. like, do you feel differently about this anxiety you have?
0: it's just when i'm alone that i'm just like have these like infiltrating thoughts like you can't get enough you can't do it mm-hmm. and it's so different when you're with your gays because i'm surrounded by straight people all the time and it's exhausting and i know, can't like
2: everywhere <laughs> they're
0: everywhere <laughs> the straighties are everywhere but when i'm with like my queer people and i can be like we can talk about prep and drag race and there's just a lexicon and terminology that we all just inherently know
2: so now you have this group <laughs> that you're Like, it's a burgeoning gaggle, Mm -hmm. basically, for you. Mm -hmm. Are there questions that you have or, like, curiosities of, like, I wonder how we're going to handle this in the future. Like, how am I going to keep this going? Are there things that you're worried about with keeping the group together?
0: The biggest thing is just, like, losing touch and just keeping that alive as best as you can.
2: All right, do you have time time to get some lunch? Yeah.
0: I love your nails, by the way.
2: Oh, thank you. Do you do them yourself? I
0: do. Wow, she's crafty. She's talented.
2: Okay, so before we end, I do want to put this idea out there, which is that if you think you're the only person without a gaggle, or you think you're the only person who has trouble making friends, I want to say you are not alone.
5: Seriously, we've had over 3,000 people sign up for the gaggle project. 3,000 people! 3,000 people who are looking for friends. And if you want to participate, go to nancypodcast.org slash friends to sign up.
2: Indeed. And can I just add, maybe the next time you look up in the sky and you see geese let that just be a reminder to put yourself (laughs) out there and open yourself to new friendships.
5: But if the geese are on the ground, maybe leave them alone because they might attack you. Good advice. All right, credits.
2: Producers.
5: Matt Collette and Alice Wilder.
2: Sound designer.
5: Jeremy Bloom. Editor. Jenny Lott.
2: Executive producer.
5: Paula Schumann. I'm Tobin Lowe. I'm Kathy Tu.
2: And Nancy is a production of WNYC Studios.
4: Amy has a much better radio voice. So yeah, you're really, really gonna really want to hear her <laughs> Amy talk. Hey, everybody out there in radio land!
1: <laughs> oh my god!
4: Yeah. I just want to say that if you're single, you can reach me at gall sixty nine, sixty nine, sixty nine, sixty <laughs> nine, xxx. <X>, <laughs>